Hello, welcome to Underscore. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> it's taken us some time, but we're here. Yeah, sorry for the um, hiatus. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was my fault, but you know. Oh, it's both our fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're back and um, we're going to be doing a couple of episodes about the upcoming election. Um, first up, we're going to be talking to a first-time voter, Nicola Hames, um, who's from Perth, and uh, we'll be discussing things like how it feels to be able to vote for the first time, how it feels to know that there's a record level of voter um, enrolments for 18 to 24-year-olds. Yeah, and why it's so important that we as young people are getting engaged, like this election of all elections. Yeah. Um, we want to thank the Australian National Centre for the Public Awareness of Science for giving us our new studio. <laughs> we have a real studio now. Whoa. It's very exciting. <laughs> um, and yeah, thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoy Do you want to um, introduce yourself? Okay. Um, hi, I'm Nicola Holmes. I'm 18. I'm from Perth. Um, I'm studying a Bachelor of Counterterrorism, Security and Intelligence. Um, I'm heavily involved in politics and have been for the past probably two and a half years. And um, I'm a youth parliamentarian this year for the second year. Um, I'm actually Deputy Youth Premier of Western Australia, so very, very committed to the political world. Yeah, awesome. So, you know, seeing as you're really committed to that world, I wanted to actually know how you felt about uh, the fact that we've had record enrolment for 18 to 24 year olds this year. I'm super stoked. When I saw those stats come out of the AC, I actually started crying and I wish that was an exaggeration, but it's really not. Um, it's just super, super exciting to see that with um, getting more and more young people involved and the fact that we have record electors of all age groups, a record amount, sorry, is just phenomenal. But to see the statistics at 88.8% of 18 to 24-year-olds enrolled when our aim as a, as a country is to have 80% enrolled is just absolutely phenomenal and I'm super, super excited about it. Yeah, cool. And why do you think it's so important, Nicola, that that happened at this election? It's, it's just so vital that young people are heard. Um, and I think that when we're seeing issues like climate change and specifically climate inaction um, by the major parties, Things like you uh, start and youth allowance, things like union taste for like hex debt being paid at the lower um, annual income, things like that are just super important to make sure that young people are heard on because it's not knocking on the doors of a lot of the older generation that are typically the highest demographic of voters. So um, it's really important that our voices are being heard on issues like that. Yeah, so do you reckon these were the issues that actually drove those these young people to come out and actually enrol? You know, because we always hear that, uh, you know, young people like us are just not involved and we don't care. But I just wanted to know, what do you think? Like, what issues were the ones that made us kind of come out and actually enrol to this record level? Yeah, absolutely. So I think um, definitely the climate action is the main driver, especially when we see, we are seeing things like the school um, school strike for climate so when we're seeing especially as people who are eligible to vote I know that for me seeing the school strike for climate action it's just it's so profound to see people of such a young age like we're seeing primary school students out there having their voice heard demanding to be heard um, and obviously young kids don't have the opportunity to vote so I think it's pushed a lot of people who are eligible electors to go okay maybe it is time that I have my voice heard um, so I think that the the movement of the school's climate strike has been really important and a really significant factor in getting people to enrol to vote. Um, 
similarly, the new start, new slouch thing, it hasn't been raised in 20 odd years and it's just not livable. And I think a lot of young people are noticing that because it's hard to find employment when you're, when you're not um, experienced in the field that you're looking for employment in. Um, and so having an un- unlivable welfare is just, it's not fair for young people. And I think um, the more young people are struggling with employment, the more they're realising that they have to be heard, they have to demand that people hear them on issues like that so that they can actually live a, a full life and actually pursue things that they want to pursue. Cool. And how are you feeling as a first-time voter at this election? I am so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, I've always always like been around it. I've flied at a lot of elections at both, both the state and um, federal level. So we've kind of been around the democratic environment but I'm honestly so stoked to be able to have my voice heard um, on, a, on a bigger level I, I think because as much as people think their vote doesn't count because it's a single vote I have like, I can't even articulate how important it is to have your one vote and to have that voice heard and I'm so excited that my voice is going to be heard on May 18th. Um, and how are your friends feeling? Are they also first time voters? Um, yeah, so a lot of my friends, we're all around the age of 18, the groups that I'm friends with. So I have a group of very politically inclined friends who are extremely excited. They're like me. They think about, when they think about voting, um, really, really pumped, really stoked, talking to members, like investigating policy and stuff like that. But I have a whole other realm of friends who are not so excited, but are still seeking out information from me, which is such a privilege to be able to um, inform my friends and help them find where they love me the political world um so they're not so excited because a senate ballot paper is pretty daunting but um they're learning to kind of understand that it's it can be an exciting thing if you want it to be totally it is a pretty exciting but like kind of confusing world what do you tell those people that uh like your friends aren't sure about politics or don't know as much as you do um it's it depends on the person really but the first thing i try and do with people um to help them understand where they lie and where they should vote is um, give them the political compass quiz um, just so that they can understand where they align in like a political world because a lot of them aren't really sure of policies or don't really want to look into it. So I find that giving them like a political compass tool really helps them understand where they lie, um, what party best aligns with them and then they can look into that instead of looking into all the parties. Um, but yeah, I just tell them, go with your gut. So if you see a member and you really like what you really like what they stand for, email them, give them a call, get involved with them just so you can understand where they lie, what they're like as a person. Um, because a lot of the time we just need to focus on, like as constituents who we're voting for in our electorate, I think, like, because as much as you want to vote for, a lot of people want to vote for a party, so like for myself, I'm a party member, so I want to vote with my party. If you're, if you're a person that's not a part of a party, it can be hard to say, yeah, I want to vote for this party or that party. So I just try and get people to engage with um, members around or, like, candidates. And after they've done that political compass quiz, just so that they can kind of find out more about the actual person that they may have representing them after they kind of look at the party. Now, I am interested to know, though, you mentioned um, the school climate strikes and how, you know, there's people that are, like, in primary school even that went out to these um, strikes. Now, I'm not going to say that, you know, 10-year-olds should be able to vote, but I really want to know, 
whether you think that the voting age should be lowered to 16. I am 100% for it. Um, I think it needs to be a uh, non-compulsory system for 16 and 17 year olds, but I cannot think of a better way to increase democratic involvement, especially amongst young people. Um, it's just so vital that we give people the opportunity that want to have it. So I know when I was around like 16, 17, when I first really started getting involved in politics, that it really frustrated me to not be able to be heard. Um, and it just felt like I was never taken seriously. Like I was the kind of person that called members and met with members, but I just felt like I was never taken seriously because at the end of the day, they knew as well as anyone that I wasn't going to be one of the ones voting for them. Um, so I think if we open up the, the opportunity for young people to have a say and have their voices heard, we're actually going to have a really interesting, like, profound response. Um, and I think that I've been lucky enough to be surrounded by really, really smart young people who are incredibly engaged in the political world. And I can confidently say that they would have a more informed vote than probably at least 40% of electors that are on the law at the moment, like, that are over 18. Um, so I think it's... I'm 100% for lowering the voting age um, to it, um, having it non-compulsory for 15, uh, sorry, 16 and 17-year-olds. Yes, I think you're bringing up a really good point. I think a lot of young people are really underestimated in terms of, you know, how smart they are or how capable they are. And, um, you know, they have a lot, we have a lot to kind of give to the democracy. Um, James, do you have any other questions for Nicola? I guess, like, one thing, so, like, we were talking about how, you know, when we were 16, we were, like, interested politically, but not to the degree that we're seeing people, like, in strikes now. Totally. Um, Nick, like, why do you think people as young as 15, even younger, are getting involved politically now in ways we maybe haven't seen them before? And, like, droves and, like, yeah. so passionately and on the streets, like, not just kind of sharing <laughs> Facebook articles and yeah. all that kind of stuff? I think it's come down back to the thing of, like, it's not going to be knocking on the doors of the people that are currently on the electoral roll. It's not going to be knocking on the doors of the politicians that are in Parliament right now, but it's going to be knocking on our doors when we're in our 20s and 30s. Like, we're going to be seeing the effects of climate change, and while a lot of people might be able to deny that, you'll find that it's actually a lot of, like, 55-plus, like, about 42% don't believe that climate change is real. Um, so when you look at that, it's clear that they don't understand because they know it's not going to be knocking on their doors, but they don't that they need to address it um, and so there's been no choice but for young people to stand up and for us to demand our voice being heard because if we don't say something and if we aren't active then we're going to get a rude awakening when things like climate change knock at the door when things like poverty are through the roof because you start you start to change when people aren't pursuing higher education because of the cost like we have to mobilize because if we don't we're just ruining our own future ourselves and that's not fair no i think i think that's really a great point and, and, and i want to know though because obviously 16 and 17 year olds don't have the right to vote currently um and though there is a record level of um enrollment for young people this election there's still many young people who haven't obviously enrolled i want to know though what you would kind of say then to these older voters um from a young person's perspective what should they consider when they're going to the ballot box just, my biggest thing is consider the future of your children and your grandchildren and that's not so cliche to say but there's no other way to put it so that it would like directly affect them so 
the most important thing is that you consider like your family and the people around you. Like you want to see your children and your grandchildren and generations after that being able to live full lives, be happy and enjoy the earth, enjoy the world, enjoy society. But if we don't like allow issues like climate change and things to be addressed because we continue to vote in people who are refusing its um, refusing its existence, then it's not going to happen. So my advice to older voters is just think about your family, think about the people around you and the people that you love and consider that when you're voting, consider how your vote is going to change their future as well. That's awesome. That's a really good yeah. message. Um, thank you so much. You're really well-spoken and I'm so proud of people like you. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you for taking time to talk to us. Thank you for having me. All right. Thanks to you for listening. Thanks to Nicola for joining us for this episode. Make sure you do follow us on Instagram at underscore podcast. You can catch us on wherever you listen to your podcast app. Make sure you share us with your friends and watch out for our episodes up to the election. We promise it won't be. Um, <laughs> huge delay. Yeah. We <laughs> will be much be quicker timely. this time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you and goodbye.